welcome back to the Be Unexpected podcast. And today we have with us 2016 Fremont High graduate, Sydney Voss. How are we doing, Sydney? Good. How are you guys? Doing good. good. Doing good. Thanks for coming on. I know we able to interview your dad uh, last time, but we're excited to hear your perspective and dive into your story. So kind of share with us, um, grew up in Fremont, um, and kind of share with us what it was like growing up, where you went to elementary school, and then, yeah. Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, my dad's kind of a tough act to follow. Um, he'll be shocked that I'm saying this if he's listening, but he is the wiser one out of the two of us, so <laughs> no pressure on me, but um, yeah, I grew up in Fremont and went to Belfield for elementary school. My first two years, I started out at, if you guys know where like Pawnee Meadows is, there's a little country school right there. So I went to that little country school for my first two years and then transferred into town and went to Belfield. So went there and then, yeah, just through middle school and then the high school. So what was that school called out at Pawnee Meadows? Um, it, it was when I was there, it was Platteville, the Platteville. Yeah. yeah. So we had like, I can't remember how many were like in my class, but it was small enough that the grades were combined. Mm-hmm. So like first and second were together, third and fourth and so on. So yeah, it was, fun. yeah. And then going to went with like, uh, like Graham and Hope and TJ and, yeah, and those guys yeah. were like paling or all out there, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a good crew. Yeah. That's a, that's a rowdy bunch. Yeah. A small, but mighty crew. So, you know, transitioning into Fremont, then Belfield just felt like massive to me at the time, but it all worked out. So so like growing up, what uh, activities, like in elementary school, did your parents or did you get involved in? Yeah. So, I mean, as you guys probably know, like, especially with my dad, I just grew up in a big sports family. Um, sports is a big focus. Just I have two older brothers that were really involved in sports and athletic and then me and my younger sister. So just grew up kind of playing whatever, everything. There was never like a emphasis on one particular sport, but just kind of played whatever um, was during that season. And so yeah, sports was just huge growing up to us. What was your, uh, so you were two older brothers, Noah and Braxton, but what was your like competitiveness with your sister Logan growing up? Like, was there a lot of like heated conflicts like in sports <laughs> or just the day to day at home or what was your guys' relationship like? Oh yeah, Logan and I went <laughs> at it. Um, like, it's funny because now we're best friends, but if you would have told me that at the time, I would have thought no way because Logan and I, had a couple of physical altercations. Um, And so we kind of butt heads when we were growing up. We're three years apart, but just two grades apart. So weren't that behind each other in school. So like in high school, we were in high school at the same time. I was a junior when she was a freshman. And so by that point, it worked out that we didn't really play the same sports. I mean, we ran track together, but we ran different events. So there was never like that direct, you know, competition. But it's funny because it's always an ongoing argument of who the most athletic in the family is. And so we all have our cases to make for ourselves, but. So um, then growing up, you know, you get into sports, but also like your faith kind of talk about how you grew into your faith as a kid growing up. Yeah. So, I mean, I was fortunate 
enough to grow up in a Christian household. Um, my parents were just great examples of two people that loved the Lord and put that first in their lives. And then I had grandparents as well to look up to in that regard. Um, so it was a big part of our life. I mean, just like sports was like, you know, grew up in the church, went to Awanas, was involved in youth group and FCA and all those things. Um, but one thing my parents like really emphasized when we were younger was that, you know, we can love you and we can pray for you and we can take you to church, but we can't save you. Um, and so like, that was, I knew that at the time and like, I had that head knowledge, but I think if I look back on where my faith was growing up, um, it was very reliant on my parents. It was very kind of going through the motions. Um, I wanted people to, like, I wanted people to think and know that I was, you know, like this good Christian girl, but I don't think it really, that head knowledge, I don't think really trickled down to the heart until later on in my life. So I'm thankful for, you know, that foundation of being raised in the church and whatnot, but yeah, it didn't really become real to me until later on. Is there someone that like really, other than your parents, because obviously um, it's important, other, other people pouring into you, but like in your relationship with Christ, was there someone other, like a different, another adult that kind of like helped mentor you, someone at church or a teacher or anything like that? Yeah. So I would say like, after I became a Christian, this was, um, can't remember what exactly a year, but after I'd graduated high school, there was a time period where I was back in Fremont for a little bit. And I had my, at my parents' church, the pastor's wife, um, discipled me for probably a good year and a half. And that was just like monumental to my growth, um, my relationship with Jesus. So yeah, that was probably the biggest impact um, that I can think back on was just that discipleship time that I got one-on-one -on -one with her. Was there like a time either in high school or, you know, after high school where you really depended on your faith because you're just going through some adversity that was hard to get through? Yeah, so I would say that year after graduating high school, um, I went to Northwest Missouri State out of high school. And how that came about was I flipped a coin and the coin did me dirty because it was between Northwest Missouri State or Kearney. And now I kind of wish that I would have chose Kearney, but um, went to Northwest Missouri State. And that was just a tough transition. Um, I didn't know anyone at Northwest, so that didn't really help me either. But that year was just, yeah, it, looking back on it, it was just hard. Um, just a lot of big changes going on. And like I kind of alluded to earlier, just having been reliant on my parents' faith growing up, then to be in a point where I'm just all alone in this little town in Missouri. And like, I don't have my parents right there, you know, telling me like, hey, you need to go to church and you need to do this and you need to do that. And so that was probably the first like faith crisis I had of just why do I believe what I believe, you know, apart from my parents, like, what, what do I believe in? Like what, just having that personal relationship with Jesus, I realized I was lacking. And so, um, just through kind of, 
I mean, I don't want to be dramatic and say I was at rock bottom, but I just knew that I was missing something and I couldn't, I couldn't keep going on how I was, you know, like there was just this, this hole that I needed to fill and I had tried filling it with other things, but ultimately, you know, I knew that the answer was, you know, Jesus. And so I feel like that was really the point in my life that again, that head knowledge all trickled down to my heart and that it became really real to me. Yeah, I can, I literally, I was in the exact same situation. I, I know we've shared before, but like I, I went to Northwest Missouri state my freshman year and it, it seems like initially like a great, I'm not knocking at all. It's a, it's yeah. a really cool place. Like you would initial on the campus visit. It's great. Well, I yeah. think I was in the, I got a point too, where there's a lot of stuff I hadn't dealt, want, dealt with from like past car accident all that stuff and it all trickled down and like you're here by yourself you know a few people um and then kind of going from there so what did like from that point like you obviously you left there um did you go back home to Fremont I know did you go to Lincoln or what was your like what was your next step what did you what did you do yeah so I went to I came back to Fremont and I went to school to be a dental assistant. And so that was, that program was based out of Omaha. And so I was just living in Fremont while I was finishing that. So I was just commuting. Um, and then after I was finished with that, then I just, I didn't really, nobody else was in Fremont at the time, you know, like none of my friends were. And so they were all, in, or a lot of them were in Lincoln and they had this college house that they're like, oh yeah, like you can come you know, live here, we need another roommate. And so then I moved in with them while they were all still going to school and I was working full time. Um, and then I've just been in Lincoln ever since. So. So kind of talk about, go back to like, didn't you go through like a traumatic injury in high school? Cause you were a pretty good runner in high school, right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> if you want to uh -huh. say that, <laughs> I'll go along with that. But yeah, so in my freshman year, I ran cross country and track. Um, and like I had a, a better season than I was expecting to. And so that was really fun. But then going into my sophomore year, kind of at the end of summer conditioning, um, before any meets had taken place for cross country. So probably like right in right around August. Um, I remember I was on a run out in the country with some of the girls and I just had this like extreme hip pain um which was really weird because I had never been injured prior to this I didn't really know what was going on but painful enough that I couldn't couldn't keep running couldn't continue on with the run and so um yeah that took me out that injury is kind of what derailed my like running career I always say that like I was kind of a I was a one-year wonder, you know, I had that one really good year and then I just never bounced back from it. So yeah, that injury was um, tough. I mean, it kind of just changed what I thought my sports career would look like completely. So yeah, yeah it was, I bet it was mentally hard to get through that for the next three years, wasn't it? The, and, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, kind of like I was saying earlier, of like filling this hole with things like sports was definitely one of those things that I found my identity in. Um, I mean, growing up in such a family that was focused on, not that my parents weren't focused, you know, also on Jesus, but like just sports was just a huge emphasis, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I kind of find found my identity in how successful I was with within sports. And so then to lose that, that was just kind of a, you know, just shook me up of like, okay, well then what do I have now? You know, like how else can I, can I fill this? So yeah, it it was tough. So after that, so freshman year, you, you place at state, right? Cross country or top. Yeah. Uh, so I should, I should have placed at state, but I didn't, I was think I was top 20 in the uh, first or the first 15 place okay. at state. So. so you have the injury and then I'm sure you tried to do rehab, try to get back to yourself. Um, but then at what point did you kind of, I'm not tossing the towel, but like come to realize like, I'm probably not going to get back on like the track or, or on cross country again and just like change your mindset of that. I don't know. Like, what was it like going through those three years? I mean, cause that's what you want to get back to back to running at state, you know, running at Burke and doing cross country. But yeah, I talk about that. Yeah. So yeah, I got hurt at the beginning of sophomore year. And then what was tricky about that injury was that it just, it took forever to even figure out what was going on. You know, um, I always, I said at the time, like, I wish I would have just broken my leg because there would have been like a clear, you know, healing path to that. And then it would have been done and over with it, whatever. But this, it was, it ended up being like a neuromuscular injury. And so it was weird to begin with, but I remember that took up a lot of time. Like I went to physical therapists, I went to chiropractors, like I went to the doctor, just trying to get opinions of like, what's, what's going on here. Um, I ended up going to a guy in Lincoln that kind of set me on the path to figuring it out and healing from it. But again, that took, I mean, that was months of just trying to figure it out. And so by the time we figured it out, then even just like the kind of physical therapy point to work through that, I mean, that was also going to be a big chunk of time. So by the time that I felt like, okay, maybe I can maybe I can make a comeback. Like maybe I can, you know, come back to this. I mean, I hadn't ran in gosh, a good like year, year and a half at that point. And a fatal flaw of being so competitive was that I, I mean, I had the wrong mindset at the time, looking back on it, I would completely change how I went about things, but I just kind of had the mindset of like, if I'm not going to be the best, I don't want to do it. You know, if I can't get back to where I was, um, then it's not worth it to me. And again, that I wish I could go back and change. And just now that I have perspective and, you know, maybe I'm a little bit wiser than I was at 16, 17 years old, but that's kind of why I didn't my senior year. I probably could have came back and ran my senior year. Um, But again, it just, it felt so daunting at the time to, just start from scratch. And then I just had this a pressure that I put on myself of like, okay, yeah, my freshman year, I had this success, you know? And like, if I don't get back to that success, like if I don't get back to where I was, if not better, then I failed. And so that's kind of why I threw in, threw in the towel and just didn't, didn't make an attempt to, yeah, try again. Yeah, it's hard. Like when you play sports, you kind of reach the top of the mountain and you want to reach it again. Yeah. It's like we all have the same mindset 
we do now and went back to high school, we'd all be better athletes. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. And like with running too, I think it was hard because it's so black and white, you know, like I, my times were like ingrained into me, you know, like I knew like what my benchmark was and like how I measured success was by, you know, those times, like how fast I can run a mile or, you know, just what my paces were and whatnot. And so, um, I could never just like get over that mental hurdle, you know, like anytime I would like go out on a run or like try to like, you know, maybe get back into shape for that. I'd be like, wow, you are so slow. Like this is, this is terrible. And so it was just, yeah, just this mental hurdle that I now, you know, looking back, I think I could (laughs) overcome that. But at the time I just, yeah. Does it still affect you to this day? Like, does it still hurt at times or you feel like you're completely healed or? You know, for the most part, I feel like I'm, I would say I'm like 80%. I mean, I've ran a couple half marathons now and like the goal is to complete a full marathon within the next year. And so obviously healed enough that I can, you know, still continue running on a daily basis. Um, I think it, it bothers me. It just depends on like how the, how intense you know like kind of what my training schedule looks like it'll flare up or like it'll get sore but not to the point that it was in high school so that's a blessing do you find a lot of joy now in just being able to run and even do those half marathons yeah I mean that that has been a blessing of just kind of restoring my love for running um because in high school after getting injured like again I came to the point where like, I didn't want anything to do with it. And I was just over that part. And so I never thought that I would like become a runner again, but like, it's been so fun to just do it in a non-competitive way and to just, yeah, find the joy and, and competing for fun, you know, like not like, I'm not out here winning, you know, these road races and like, I'm not out here qualifying for the Olympic trials, but like to still be able to compete and you know just have fun with it has been has been great yeah so being like what 10 years removed from that and to find now like joy in running half marathons when you run a full marathon and just to like do it out of pure joy because I think just I remember like in high school like everything and still today like there was everything was just like a competition and wanting to get back to the best and I know why I can relate with that too and just constant and so I'm sure it's really nice for you just to like have the joy to do it that's great yeah and to just know like you know if I don't PR (laughs) my next (laughs) marathon if I don't do this like the world is not going to stop spinning you know like it's not all going to crumble beneath me and again that's a little dramatic but that at the time that's what it felt like in high school you know like if I don't if I don't get back to this level of success if I don't run this time like the world's gonna stop you know like it was such a big deal so to now to just go out there and obviously I still am competitive but mm-hmm. I want to try my best and you know I train for these things but it's not near to the level that it was back in the day so right now in your life what um any goals in your your life that you're working towards or just like your life with Christ or what are you working towards now yeah, I mean, for the running standpoint, again, the goal of running a a full at some point within the next year, um, I mean, that's the A goal, but the kind of the 
sub goal of that would be to qualify for the Boston Marathon. And so that's that's something that's been on my mind for a while, but we'll see. Um, we'll see if I can <laughs> accomplish that. But yeah, that's... How, hold up. How's that work? Do you have to like just hit a certain time? Do you have to like put together an application or show me res? Well, how's that work? Yeah. So I would want to time. Yeah, you have to time qualify for the Boston uh, Marathon. Um, if you don't qualify time wise, then you can run like uh, under a charity and you can like raise money mm, like a bib. Yeah. Um, but to time qualify for like my age group or yeah, woman my age, it's a sub three thirty, which is like seven fifty five mile pace. Hmm. Uh, and so, I mean, to me, that's I'm like, oh, it's kind of fast. Like <laughs> I'd be moving and grooving, but um, yeah, that's kind of my my big goal. So hopefully, we'll accomplish that at some point. We'll see. I'm not training for it right now, but hopefully within the next year, that's something that I can that I can accomplish. And then, um, in regards to just you know, my walk with Christ, just, you know, growing and maturing every day. And there's obviously, you know, certain aspects that I can definitely grow in that I'm focused on. Um, just those, I feel like lately I've been just really thinking about just the daily spiritual disciplines, you know, and really getting into kind of that rhythm for the day to day. It's so easy to neglect you know, time in prayer or just time in the word. And so really just being mindful about, um, yeah, how disciplined I am with my spiritual life because, and all other aspects of my life, like again, with running, when I'm training for a race, um, even though it's in a non-competitive way, like I am very disciplined with, you know, I'm, I will never miss a workout. I, you know, get out and run every day. I follow a certain, diet or plan or whatever and then um just being mindful of keeping that that same you know I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like the same discipline within my spiritual life as too that's definitely not the area I want to be lackluster in yeah yeah it's it's a great first start like our awareness of it how much we need um his strength and power and relying on Jesus. So we thank you uh, for sharing your injury, your life with Christ, um, your marathon journey, and hopefully you're able to qualify for the Boston Marathon. So is there a marathon like coming up that you have to hit a certain time or, or what's your next? Is there a Lincoln one coming up? Yeah, the Lincoln one, the Lincoln one, I probably will just run the half marathon because just I'm kind of running out of time. Like there's, I think, 14 weeks until the Lincoln marathon. And so that'll give me enough time to train for another half. But for the full marathon, I want a good like 18 to 20 weeks to train. And so um, there's usually a ton of uh, marathons in the spring and then in the fall again. So like the fall might be a better, better time to really go for it. Sweet. Well, best of luck with that. Um, I for sure know I will never be training for one. I can't even <laughs> get a 5k either. done. So I'm always doing the family walk. So yeah, that's great. <laughs> that is great. I'll Thanks, Sydney. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>